the Freed from the Real podcast is brought to you each week by PureMTGO.com, MTGOTraders.com, and CapeFearGames.com. You can listen to us each week on PureMTGO.com, MTGOTraders.com, and MTGCast.com. AJ, and with me as ever is the wonderful Kia Soleil. Hey, everybody. As ever, this is the Free for Neural podcast, bringing you all the news that's fit to listen to regarding the online game and stuff from the offline game of interest to us. And some interesting things have come out from uh, Wizards at uh, Pro Tour RTR. Namely, they've announced a limited run Modern Masters set for paper and online. What sort of goodies can we expect from this? Well, uh, we're getting an interesting kind of set. Like you said, it's called Modern Masters. It's going to be a little more expensive than typical, 7 bucks a pack, only 24 packs a box. But if you think about it, that's perfect for drafting. But this set is going to be designed to create a draftable set that will create more modern playables. Um, it's going to be reprints of cards from 8th edition to Alara Reborn, total of 229 cards. It'll have Mythics, Rares, Uncommons, and Commons. Um, and we have our first preview card of the set, and it's the one that everybody wants to see, and that is Tarmogoyf. Everyone's favorite Zero One is uh, all set in the um, new modern card frame, having previously been printed in the future side card frame. So um, what do you think of the new art? I'm, I'm not a fan. I really... And I guess and it might maybe... I don't know. There's something about it. Like he just, I think that art makes great sense for him when he's like the two mana six seven. Um, but I don't know when he's a zero one. It just seems kind of overwhelming. I'm like that doesn't seem quite right. Or even if he's a two three. And personally, I'm a big fan of the the future side card frame. I think it looks really cool. And I wish all magic cards were in the future side card frame. Um, especially in real life, because I like having the idea of having, like I said, having the casting costs all along the side when your hand is kind of fanned out. But that's just me. Um, and, ma- you know, maybe just using Tarmogoy for so long, I'm kind of used to his art. Uh, we'll see. But it, it, it's, I don't know, not my cup of tea. But I'm glad he's getting reprinted. Yep. does look a bit um, closer in appearance to Magnivore and uh, Terravore. And, to some extent, the original Lurgoyf. Yeah, no, he definitely looks more Goyfish. Uh, like you said earlier, that's, you know, that's more appropriate. I don't know. I just kind of like the old art. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly won't uh, complain if we uh, open a few of these back when it uh, comes online. No, absolutely. So it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a 229 card set, 15 mythics. We don't know what the other 14 are yet. 53 rares, 60 uncommons, and 101 commons. Uh, Eric Lauer said you can draft Storm versus Fairies versus Dredge, which gives us an idea of uh, at least some of the strategies available to us. Yeah, you can definitely uh, take from that some guesses as to some cards that will be reprinted. And it'll be it'll be a limited power cubish type draft is is what it would seem like, and it'll be a good way to get modern cards up there. It will be released on Magic Online, uh, so we can look forward to that. It will not be redeemable, um, obviously, and it will not make cards standard legal. These will only be just cards that'll be distributed to create um, more cards in modern. 
Um, specifically those that they feel like they can't reprint in standard because they're over the power curve of where they want them now. Uh, this set will contain no cards which are currently on the modern ban list. Uh, I don't know if they'll be, uh, if that currently will be extending a bit until uh, the set comes out. But um, the release is on June the 7th, 2013. So plenty of time to break something in modern and force them to rescind that when uh, it comes out. Absolutely. Bonus points if you can make Tarmogoyf banned in modern. <laughs> Man, that would that'd be interesting. Uh, but they did say, yeah, they, they, they won't have the cards on the ban list or cards that they're like on their internal watch list of sorts that they might be concerned about. But overall, it's very cool. Um, and not applicable to us, but they did say there will be a modern Masters limited Grand Prix next year um, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. somewhere. Yep. Now, one other thing, no basic lands in the boosters. Instead of a land, you get a foil. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually, because, I mean, there's not really a need for basic lands in this set. It's not like, I mean, like they, they talked about it, they, they want it to be for experts. Um, the six ninety nine pack per pack is obviously to, you know, because it's going to have a ton of valuable cards in there, but also kind of to push away beginners uh, from it as a not a product for them. It's not really for casual players. It's designed for people looking for those power cards for modern uh, to play competitively. Yep. And um, getting the extra bling, well, you can't complain, really, can you? No, I'm, uh, I'm sure someone will, but <laughs> I don't really think you can. Yeah. Aside from the actual... Um, Aside from people complaining about it, then there's no real way people can complain about it. I mean, this, this, is, this is something which there's a definite need for. We need to get these cards back into the hands of the players, and there was no way in Hades they were going to reprint Tarmogoyf in a uh, standard legal set. So, hey, two birds, one stone, plenty of extra, mo of extra modern cards for the uh, grinder. Absolutely. I mean, and they talked about this. You know, they said they want to. The reason they like modern is because there are no cards on the reserve list, um, so they have the ability to reprint cards to increase uh, the supply of them, so people have access to the format. We've seen that with the dual lands, which just came back. The only problem is there are some cards, like they said, that are just not okay to be in standard. You can't allow us a, a standard format with a turn two Tarmogoyf, turn three uh, Forbidden Alchemy, or Tracker's Instinct, or Grizzly and Salvage, like. It's a little too potent, um, and there, I'm sure there are several of the cards that are more powerful than what they want them to be in standard today. So this is a great way to get copies of those cards out there. And, you know, so, like, do you really want Dredge back in standard? Do you want Fairies back in standard? I don't think many people do. I'm not entirely sure of them in modern. <laughs> well, some people like them in modern. So. And those people can buy this set. Absolutely. Uh, some other small notes that are in there, about 20 to 30 new pieces of new art in the set, obviously Tarmogoyf being one of them. And for real-life players, there will be tokens that uh, will be appearing for the first time. So some cards that generate tokens before they had this policy of putting those tokens in booster packs, uh, will be able to, you'll be able to get access to those. Obviously for us, we just get those generated as freely as we like. We might get some new art on ours. No, it'll, definitely. There might be some possibilities. Overall, I think this is a is a good move. I like it. Uh, I think in real life, I think they're going to play it conservatively. They don't want to disrupt the value to people who already have those collections too badly. 
So I think even if they do something like this in the future again, I think this will be the most conservative run of it. And we don't know yet how it's going to be made available online. If it'll be um, just, you know, draft, you know, buy packs in the store and draft or something like that, or if it'll be some specialty way to kind of limit uh, the supply that gets out there. So that'll be interesting to see as details come out. There are also plenty of other directions they can take this. For example, if this is a success, they could even go for, say, a Legacy Masters uh, consisting of Force of Will and, um, unlike online um, Masters, everything prior to modern could be available for it. Say, Sick and Tomb in there, Psychotog. Um, Precious Deed, Vindicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all those cards which um, would be of use to the old school players, aside from the ones which are on the band list, of course, which is obviously an issue. But getting that out to the majority of players could be an um, interesting thing which they could take from this if it's a success. Yeah, and that's possible, but I think it's I think it's less likely. I don't think I think Wizards kind of now lumps legacy in like they do with Vintage and that they'll they'll provide some support with it. They have a championship every year. But overall it's not something they want to actively encourage on the format because of the reserve list and they don't they don't want to deal with that, I don't think. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like here at least in the United States, Star City Games has carved out a good niche um, of taking over legacy and being the provider, you know, of cards for that and being able to provide tournaments for that. And I think Wizards is fine letting them handle that and letting, you know, if you want to play Legacy, you've got SCG for that. Um, but now they have their non-rotating format that they can focus on and that they have complete control over as far as supply goes. Yeah. That'd be that'd be my yeah. bad. I mean, but hey, what I, I'd love a Force of World reprint. Don't get me wrong. So. Yeah. And if you don't live in the States, then tough. Yeah, well, I mean... You can say that for a lot of aspects of uh, competitive play for Magic. True. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of um, uh, a lot of aspects of competitive play for Magic, we have, uh, let's say, uh, let's be charitable and say they're competitors against our um, esteemed CCC team. Our the gentlemen who are um, champions will be facing have been announced in an arcana on the Wizards website. And boy, have they gone for, uh, well, not necessarily strength in depth, but certainly depth. No, absolutely. I remember I clicked on this and I started scrolling and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's good. Mem- wait, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh, wait, you just keep scrolling. <laughs> They're just, they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink this in this time. They got everybody involved. It looks like they scrounged up everyone in R&D, um, and even then some, to play in this thing on their behalf. Yep. They've even included a couple of um, former CCC alumni who have made a face-heel turn. Absolutely, yeah. we got uh, an Orion's fans in there. Uh, a couple others, where are they? Can't find them because there's so many of them because they felt the need to gang up on the uh, community team like two to one here, it looks like. I think everybody wants a piece of the team. We'll just have to leave them in pieces. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, nothing to be worried about. Just a bunch of schlubs, you know, designers and yeah. developers of the game. But, I mean, we've, yeah. we've shown year after year that apparently they cannot compare uh, to our community. I mean, look at look at some of these names. It's like they've pulled people randomly off the um, uh, coding team for it. I mean, what's somebody like Aaron Forsyth or Mike Cherian ever done on a competitive scene? Seriously. You know, 
nothing useful there. Um, and also, you got to remember, I mean, this is the middle of the week. It's work day, so you can't have, you know, you got to rotate people out. can't have everyone just lollygagging. Stuff needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we shall uh, look forward to seeing our brave heroes um, putting these people in their place. Yeah. Only one team is going away from Renton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and just a small note, just if anyone saw it, but um, at the Pro Tour this weekend, uh, Pro Tour Return to Ravnica, Jackie Lee actually did get disqualified um, in round six. But it was determined that the, the reason for the disqualification was not a premeditated action. Um, it wasn't malicious. It was just a, a genuine uh, mistake that unfortunately at a professional level is grounds for DQ. So she's not suspended, and I doubt she will be pulled from the community team. So I would expect to see her there. Uh, competing. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd throw that out there. Okay. Although preferably not making mistakes um, at the event itself. Yeah. And I, you know, and again, it's a more you know, obviously this is not professional level REL for the Community Cup. Um, and like I said, it was it was not a malicious um, intent at all. Well, if anything, it's a slightly higher REL since all the matches were played at Magic Online, which is self-policing. <laughs> That's uh, very true. Very true. But I know. I'm sure she'll represent us very well. No concerns there. Yep. All right. Now, one additional piece of news regarding the CCC. Our um, esteemed uh, tournament aficionado aficionado and player-run event maestro, Blippi the Slug, is hosting a tournament uh, with sort of a couple of sponsors to um, have four people involved getting points for the community in the multiple portion of the tournament. Yeah, this is one of the crazy announcements ever. You know, we were just talking about representing the community. Uh, well, for those of you playing along at home, you'll now have a chance uh, to do that. Yep. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have... Uh, um, where it'll be done is Constructed Modern. Um, registration of, is at the Gatherling uh, website. Uh, with rounds of Swifts, uh, according to the number of people who register, followed by a top eight playoff. And uh, the top eight playoff will cut out at top four, and those four people will uh, be proxy members of the community team and will play matches against Wizard employees. Um, and if they win, they'll score on behalf of the community team for the multiple round. And if they lose, then... You have let down the entire community. Don't <laughs> resign. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, this but is no very cool. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, Watsi's maybe fishing for, they need every advantage they can get, so maybe they're hoping to have some people who are not quite as skilled sneak their way through. Um, but that's just not going to happen. we got a solid community here who's going to compete hard and certainly does not want to be the one to let the team down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, this event is taking place on Tuesday, October the 23rd at uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. That's 9.30 p.m. Eastern and Ridiculous in the Morning uh, British. Yeah, yes. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be a Swiss uh, round pairings based on the number of people in the event. It'll have a top eight playoff, uh, but it will stop after the top eight. So you'll play the quarterfinal round, and if you make it to the top four, that is going to be... Team Blippi, uh, representing in the Community Cup Challenge. You'll need to come back on Thursday at about 
6, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, um, so then 8 p.m. Eastern, and crazy, crazy, whoa, crazy, crazy uh, hour in Europe. And then you'll play against the members of the team. Uh, the first place person will play they have, uh, against someone, second place, third place, fourth place will play against members of the community cup. Yep. And we'll establish who those people will be in due course. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. We've got the link in the show notes, and we will keep you posted. Yeah. So this is really cool. I'm glad uh, Wizards found some way to involve Lippy because he is such a huge member of the community, and I know he couldn't go, of course. And yeah. Uh, but that's great that he is, you know, and he's getting to do what he does, you know, run community events, which is what the man does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Really awesome. If you got the time Tuesday, I'd suggest you check it out, uh, especially if you were, you know, want to be a part of the community. Yep. And if you don't want to be a part of the community, for shame, yes. you're ostracized from the community. Yes. Finger, I'm doing a finger wag right now at you. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but it's happening. Yes. You may be able to hear it yes. over the over the airwaves. Yes, listen. There it is. Okay. That's the sound of one finger wagging. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's uh, pretty much all our news, but that was, you know, that's quite a doozy of news this week, so that was a good one. Let's move on to our prices. Yep. And uh, it's interesting how quickly prices are dropping following the uh, release events. And um, as before, we've gone over the... Uh, at least what was um, high-ranked um, prior to the event. Some of them have uh, dropped below a dollar, but it's nice to keep track of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, white, we have the um, Mythic Angel of Serenity, the Quasi Wrath uh, Stroke Reanimation quote Stroke, any old way you want to choose it, um, or just 5-6 beta, mm-hmm. uh, which is slowly dripping down. Uh, was 19.5... Uh, last week, it's down to 17.2 currently, mm-hmm. and it's um, falling at a fairly rapid rate. It was a full; it was more than a tick higher uh, the day previous to the uh, um, current tally being taken. Absolutely, yeah. So just to give you the breakdown of these prices, um, the one on the far right is the price from last week's podcast. Um, the middle price is what we were going to use originally for the podcast, uh, the ones that we dug up 24 hours ago. But then we looked and we, we saw that prices had, in some cases, fluctuated so much in less than 24 hours that we went ahead and pulled that. So you really have like uh, seven days ago, one day ago, and then the day of the recording of this podcast just to see how crazy these prices can get um, on a daily basis at this early junction in the release of Return to Raptica. And one price which is certainly living up to its name in terms of a real whirlwind is uh, Cyclonic Rift, which was 2.4 last week, down to just a single ticket uh, yesterday and back to a ticket and a half today. Yeah, it's it's kind of bouncing all over the place. People are like, oh, this card's great. And you're like, oh, you don't need it. Like, oh, it's a four of. No, maybe you can just play one or two. Like, uh, it hasn't quite found its role yet. So price is still up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> And swelling around. One price in a more um, steady trajectory is Jace Architect of Thought, which has lost almost $10 off its price since last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good thing overall. Um, he's down back into just run-of-the-mill, really good Mythic Planeswalker price instead of, you know, out-of-the-ordinary crazy Jace price. Yeah. So. 
although Crazy Jace's used planeswalk a lot is um, still going to be seeing plenty of business with this guy for years to come. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure. I think he might dip a little bit lower, but I wouldn't rest on him too long because the card is good. It has some potential. So I'm not yes. sure. I'm not sure. I haven't figured out the exact number that I'm looking at to pick him up. Maybe 22, 24, somewhere in that region is where I would start to be like, okay, I really need to get this, get this card now. Um, and I think that we could see that in the next few days or so. But I wouldn't expect much lower than that uh, yeah. for much longer. This card will bounce, and it will probably bounce quite hard. Yes. Moving on to black, we have the Necropolis Regent, which is the um, updated Mephidros Vampire. Uh, 1.4 last week, down to just over 0.6 this week. Mm-hmm. And this card confuses me because I keep seeing its price go down, but I never see it in stock. Um, <laughs> I went to go, I was like, oh, I want some Necropolis Regents, and he wasn't available at like 90 cents, and then he wasn't available at 70 cents, and now he's still not available at 60 cents. And I'm like, this is not, I think the market's supposed to go the other way. If you can't get a card in stock, I think its price is supposed to go up. Uh, but. <laughs> But, you know, you know, Heath knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for a while now, so I'll trust him. Uh, just kind of weird. Underworld Connections has been doing some shady dealing, uh, down to a single ticket and then up to uh, one and a third, mm-hmm. having been at um, one and two thirds uh, a week previous. But it's still in the same general ballpark. Yeah, um, and that's probably where it's going to sit for a while. It's just yeah. in that region. Um, unless it becomes a heavily played card in the deck, it might spring up back up to like three or four. Uh, but I think it'll be, you know, some people will try to experiment with it, and it'll kind of just sit in that region for a while. Yep. Ashes Elliot is relatively stable. It was 2.4 last week. It's um, one and three quarters um, over the past couple of days. So dipped a bit, but heady, holding steady now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mizium Mortar is kind of like a, you know, apparently being a two-mana spell kind of causes your price to go all over the place because it was at about $4.00. Then drop down to buck fifty, and now it's back up to two. Yep, it's like sometimes it's um, relatively small, but sometimes it's a huge, uh, devastating effect. Yes. Uh, so you gotta look and see if its price has been overloaded or not, basically. Yep. Uh, World Spide Worm appears to have gone to the graveyard and generated a few tokens. Uh, it started at uh, two point five and is down to less than a dollar. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he can find a home without with the re- with the anti reanimator clause. Uh, not sure that he's going to do much of anything. So he might just be the token. I'm worth about sixty cents because I'm a mid deck card. Yeah. Um, that's the anti reanimator clause, which is the opposite of Santa Claus, in that it takes things away from you just when you think they're going to give you a nice present. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. So we moving on to the guild colored stuff. Yeah. All right, I'll take. Okay, we got a uh, Zorius Charm, which was riding high at about 172, down to just under half a ticket, although sold out. So something to keep in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Detention Spear keeps rolling on down the hill. Started at about five, is now down to just under three. Supreme Verdict, you know, Wrath is just not what it used to be anymore. Started at five, and is now down to about 275. Uh, one that did play around in price a little bit was Sphinx's Revelation, uh, which was at six and a third, shot up to seven and a third, and is now down to five and two-thirds. Yep. 
um, whatever the Sphinx has seen is clearly not fit set in stone just yet. Absolutely, yeah. Some fortunes are good, some fortunes are bad. Mm-hmm. Armada Worm must have met up with a Drake of some kind because it seems to be sinking fast. Um, for all you people who studied British history, um, both of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, get started would at, you have time to listen to this podcast seeing as you're unemployed? Well, yes. Um, <laughs> 12.2 it started out last week it uh, is now sinking to just over five and a half Loxton Smiter hit the heights with um, 4.23 the heights collapsed down to 108 but they've um, gradually recovered up to two again so if you want your um, uh, early 4.4 beta who can't be counted it's hard to say when the right place to right time to buy will be yeah i'm not sure like i thought that car was pretty good i was surprised to see it at a dollar eight so i'm kind of happy to see it, it bounce back up except for the fact that i hadn't bought mine yet so that makes me a little sad um but yeah i like him and i, I didn't think he deserved to be a dollar so i'm glad to see him rebound yeah although how much that rebound will last is another matter that is true. Uh, so charm has lost um effectively two-thirds of its price it was um 1.3 uh, last week, it's currently just under uh, 0.4, yeah, just over 0.45. Um, Trostany Slesnia's voice has halved since the weekend. Um, it's slightly higher than it was yesterday, but um, nowhere near what it was last week. Mm-hmm. It's currently at three, it was at six. Yeah, and I can see this card going up over time. It seems like it would be a popular choice for Commander. Um, so that's one to just keep its eye on for the long term. I don't, th- I don't yeah. think it'll do much in standard, but I mean, people love gaining life and making tokens. So It is a good defensive card for Commander. Mm-hmm. Now, on to the it cards, and Epic Experiment seems to have produced some uh, um, diminishing returns. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of just trickled on down. It started, it was at two and a half about a week ago, is now down to one and a third. Um, but luckily, the leader of the Izzet, uh, Niv- Mizzet, the Draco genius, is kind of holding steady at three. Yep, he was at four last week, but um, hasn't uh, gone much below that currently. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on to Golgari, and Abrupt Decay has. Yeah, it is It is experiencing an Abrupt Decay. Uh, going, was it seven and a quarter last week, now down to two and a half. Yep. Deathrite Shaman has uh, risen from the grave. Um, was at uh, 3.74 last week, dipped down to 3.62 in the meantime, and is back at 3.77 right now. Mm-hmm. You just can't keep a good Golgari down. True, true. Uh, yep, Jared, who refuses to die, also refuses to budge on his price from a day, uh, staying at a dollar and a quarter, although that's half of what he was last week. Yeah. Well, you can't uh, keep coming back from the grave without losing something. In his case, the Swamp of the Forest, but you know what I mean. Very true. Jocelyn Troll, the unpronounceable uh, cheap beater who gets bigger if you discard things, is um, edging downwards fairly steadily. It was at 6.25 last week and is uh, currently only at 2.7. Yeah. Uh, the lawless troll is kind of just hanging out there. I'm gonna that's better if you, I'm gonna always call him that. Uh, but he only works in very specific decks. I think that's 
just part of the nature of the guild formats, and that's why we see these prices like this, is that not ev there's not too many cards that everyone will want because they can't all work in every deck. So there aren't too many ubiquitous universal cards um, in these sets. So I feel like, you know, if you're, you know, Golgari is your thing, you're going to want these cards. If you like the Azorius, you're going to want these cards. If you like Rakdos, you're going to want these cards. So the demand kind of gets split up over um, a large number of people for those kind of tier one and a half fun build around me style cards and stuff like that. That's just my theory. Yep. And if you backed Veruska the Unseen, you didn't see this coming. Uh, she was at um, 15.3 last week. She's currently at 9.8 or thereabouts, having dropped all the way down to 9.5 earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, you know, hanging in there, got some the Planeswalker bump attached to her, and a fun card, so. Yep. Who doesn't like a Gorgon who turns people to stone if they attack her? Exactly. Well, probably the people attacking her, I would guess. Yep. Um, all right, last up is the fun guild of Rakdos. And their cards have a couple trended down, one trended up, and some stayed the same. Dreadbore and Rakdos Cackler have dipped down a little bit. Dreadbore at about 6.8 last week, now down to 3.62. Uh, Rakdos Cackler off of a high of one and a third, down to about 0.5. Yep. So those have dropped a little bit. Yep. Rakdos Return has. It was. Um, it went from nine to five over the course of uh, the week, but it's bounced back up to six and a half now. Mm -hmm. And the king of the guild, Rakdos, the Lord of Riots, uh, was at 385 last week, dropped down to two, and it's kind of stayed there. Um, at yeah. An unusual burst of stability from the um, most random of guild leaders. <laughs> Very true. All right. And I guess, and then last up, we have the lands. We didn't have prices for you on those last week since we were just looking at the new cards. Um, but you can just see we have the prices to the right, which were, like we said, that 24-hour-ago price, and then the prices as of the recording. And in a weird twist of fate, the two most valuable lands right now are Overgrown Tomb and Temple Garden, both at about 650 Yep. Uh, Steam Vents, which was very popular um, uh, previously, is currently down at uh, 3.8. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Blood Crypt and Hallowed Fountain are hanging out at about five and a half, five and uh, three quarters, uh, respectively. Yep. Which is pretty much the cheapest they've ever been, really. Yeah, that's true. Like, even when they came out, because Dissension, you know, it just wasn't drafted as much as other sets. Never really went below 10, then they rapidly went up, and Hallowed Fountain reached like 40 um, at its height, I'm pretty sure. Ah, glad those days are over. Yep. All right, that pretty much wraps up our prices for this week. Um, so now we go into our question of the week, and that is, what card would you like to see in the Modern Master set? I know it's about eight months away, but it is some of the most exciting news and certainly one of some of the most unprecedented news we've gotten from Wizards lately. Uh, anything that you would like to see make its way back into a booster pack, AJ? Well, the thing which um, I'd most like to see would be the cards from the period where Magic Online was really going downhill between the editions and at the start of the um, new era, uh, when there was um, it was pretty much just at the uh, Lorwyn Morning Tide 
um, shared a more eventide um, period. Um, I'd like to see things like um, uh, Vendillion Clique reprinted, uh, maybe some of the uh, more expensive fairies cards from that period, uh, Bitter Blossom, Mutavolt, um, maybe a couple of the avatars, stuff which um, would retain a high level of value. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't expect Bitter Blossom on there because I'm pretty sure it's on the modern ban list. Um, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. That was a low point in Magic um, as far as attendance and, you know, participation, pack openings, everything. And so there's a lot of cards in there that have uh, inflated prices just based on their supply. Uh, the lands are also a good example in there because those are use- certainly usable in modern. Uh, your Cascade Falls, your Twilight Myers, uh, things like that. But yeah, I agree with you. Like Vendillion Click, um, the four mana one with Undying that counters spells. I can't remember the card's name off the top of my head. Um, Glenelendra Archmage. Yes, the Archmage um, is another good example. That period specifically, I think you're right. There was was kind of a low point um, for Magic uh, online, particularly that led to lower numbers of those cards. Yeah. Um, aside from that, all the third set wonders, all the things like. Um, uh, Bridge from Below and um, uh, the cards which and Narcomoeba for Dredge, um, all the stuff which they shoved into the last set of um, sets which were quite possibly underdrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going up to through to Alara Reborn. So um, anything big shine out at you at Alara Reborn that should that uh, should be reprinted? Nothing, nothing popped into my mind. Mostly because mostly the cards that I think of are ones that I know are just too powerful to be reprinted in standard. That modern yeah. does need things like Thoughtseize, um, Dark Confidant. Um, those are two big ones because clearly I don't, I don't think they are of the mind that those can be reprinted in standard, and I tend to agree with them. But they're they're sorely needed uh, to have additional copies for yeah. modern. I wonder if uh, if Bob Marr is going to get the the invitational shaft that they've been doing where, where those cards get reprinted and get new art that does not contain the individual. Well, at least the cards exist. That's true. They might well do, they could well do a whole sweep of uh, all the invitationals apart from uh, Mike Long and, um, oh, who was the Finnish gentleman who um, Ole, was in? Ole Rade. Yeah, that's one. Ole Rade, yeah. yeah. And they'd also miss uh, Darwin Castle. At that. Oh, yeah. No, he was reprinted in... Um, uh, oh. Alongside uh, Finkel in um, yeah, time shifted. The... Yeah, where they got they got Darwin, they got Finkel, and they got Kai um, in the time shifted sets. You're right. So um, yeah, all those all three of those are modern legal. Everything after that's modern legal. So um, um, it's probably best that we leave Mike Clog in Magic's history. Yeah, <laughs> just general principle. Just, just as a general rule, yeah, you can just stay back there. Uh, yes. All right. Yeah, but if you have some other cards that spike in your mind. Uh, please let us know. You know, what do you want to see come back? So. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll do it for this week. So, uh, AJ, what you been playing? I was... Um, I managed to t- do a clean sweep at the weekend. Um, X and Nil with um, Torpor Orb Power Demons. A fun little interaction with Treacherous Pit Dweller and um, Demon Lord of Ashmouth, the two undying demons from Averson Restored. In that um, 
they both have a negative uh, comes into play trigger. Uh, with the uh, treacherous pit dweller, it's their whole treachery thing that you get a 4-3 and your opponent gets a 5-4. With, with a torpor orb, you get both, which for two mana is unfair. <laughs> yeah, just, like, just a little unfair. Yeah, yeah and likewise, the uh, four mana 5-4 um, flyer into 6-5 flyer, coupled with all the four mana 6-6 six, six flyers, which you can build with a demon deck these days just for the fun of it. And yeah. Okay, Abyssal Persecutor, deal with that or die. Um, or say, Desecration Demon, feed it your people. Or fail to deal with it and die. Or Rakdos himself, uh, deal with it. Or get the other demons discounted and then die. Yeah, exactly. Have all these two mana demons come out and crush you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and of course, the Grizzle Band in there for. Um, because it's Grizzle Band. Because it's Grizzle it's Band, just... it's just fun. Yes. Nothing quite beats um, block you, draw seven cards, and let's face it, you're not going to win from here. No. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Cool. Uh, as for myself, I've just been going probably overboard on uh, Return to Ravnica Limited. I started out playing some of the sealed events, uh, but I did switch over, and I've just been drafting and drafting and drafting. Probably drafting too much. Uh, but it is a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's I haven't really dug into a limited format this much in a long time, so it's it's very enjoyable. It's frustrating sometimes, uh, certainly with some decks, but I do like the format overall. It's pretty cool. I worry that that Rakdos seems to be oomph better than some of the other guilds, but overall, it is it is a lot of fun, and I am enjoying playing. Given the um, what Ragdoll got last time, I think a bit better this time round is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they were new. You know, it happens. All right. Well, I believe that's going to wrap it up this week for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, you know, tune in. Please let us know if you have any, you know, comments, suggestions, constructive criticisms. We'd love to hear it. And until next week, uh, you know, go out there, play some magic, have some fun. Thank you.